It's All Access with men's basketball head coach Stan Johnson. I'm your host, Jonathan Grace. Each week, Coach Johnson will take lines behind the scenes with the men's basketball program, talk about the new standard and upcoming events with the program. Coach, thanks again for joining us. Glad to be here. Well, before we get started, we just want to thank our sponsor, LMU Athletics. would like to thank University Credit Union for bringing you today's episode of All Access. University Credit Union is a proud supporter of the Lions family. You can visit your local University Credit Union at ucu.org. Well, before we get into today's episode, I want to talk first about, like you said today, you got to speak with Jerry West. What an exciting thing for the team. What did he have to say to the program and to the guys? Well, I think it's just, you know, for him, it's more just sharing knowledge and, um, you know, stories and giving them a little tidbits and insights on, um, you know, what, what greatness looks like, you know, uh, Jerry was, um, the logo. He's been a champion, top 50 player of all time. You know, I told our guys today, he averaged 46.3 points in a playoff series. I mean, he set the record that's never been done. The 14 time all-star, but you know, his career after playing has been equally as impressive. I mean, he's turned franchises into winners, and, and that's why I wanted him to, to speak. That's what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to become winners, and no one knows how to win, and no one understands what teams, great teams, look like better than, than Jerry West. So that was his message in, uh, in terms of what, what winning teams look like, what they do, what winning people look like. So we were very honored to have him today. Did he have any specific insight or wisdom into what makes a winning program? Well, the one thing he says, they're a team. And, you know, those, those organizations, it's not about I, it's we. And, um, he talked to our guys a lot about, you know, working hard. And his point to them was working hard is a talent. There's a lot of guys that have great skill. Not all guys know how to work. And I, I thought that message really resonated and really hit home. And because that's the one thing we've been talking about as a group, you know, about our competitive character, uh, being more our basketball character, being higher. And, and that means working, competing on every rep, on every play. Uh, so it's pretty cool to have a guy of that stature come in and, you know, vocalize the same things. Uh, and if I may, how did you guys go about setting this up, you know, connecting with, with such an icon? Uh, I mean, Mr. Clutch, the logo himself, coming to, to LMU to, to share his wisdom with the team. Uh, Wayne Bully, who's a former player here. Wayne was here a long time ago. Uh, Wayne made it happen. Um, they've got a great relationship. Wayne loves LMU. And he kind of brought that to my attention. And uh, we were able to make it work. That's the beauty about being in L.A., right? You have a chance to, to connect with a lot of different people. Well, speaking of L.A., uh, I know we've spoken just a little bit about this in, in past conversations, but uh, L.A. is becoming more and more of a winning city, I should say. The Lakers have their ring. The Dodgers now have a, a World Series pennant. Uh, it's been a pretty darn good year for L.A. athletics. How does this bode for LMU? You know, is there a championship on the horizon for a, a certain Jesuit-based L.A. college? Well, I'm certainly not going to be the one to, to, to say that. And we're a long ways from being the Lakers and the Dodgers. And part of being good is knowing where you're at and knowing who you are. And we aspire to be all those things. We, we want to win here. We want to win big. But um, right now, it's I know it sounds boring and it's maybe coach speak. I don't want it to be coach speak. It's just truth. 
we have to focus on the process. And it's, it's cool to see the Lakers hoist up a trophy. It's cool to see the Dodgers hoist up a trophy. Go back and no one was saying that about the Dodgers the last few years. You know, they've fallen short. They've gone through a process. And their process ultimately led them to where they are. Same with the Lakers. I mean, a year ago, the Lakers weren't even in the playoffs. Right? And they added uh, Anthony Davis, some other pieces, healthy LeBron, and the rest is history. So nothing just happens overnight. There is a process, and we have to honor the process. And if we do that, the, the fruits of that will appear. But can't put the cart before the horse. And uh, if you want those things, you got to go through the same things those teams go through. Do you think it helps the, the team mentality at all to, to be playing in a city that has established itself as such a sports central, uh, a sports uh, center, I should say, in the United States? Yeah, I mean, if you're a competitor, it does, because you, you want those things, right? You want to you wanna win. You want to add your value to the city. You want to um, say, hey, man, we're, we're in our small um, corner of the world, we're taking care of business too. So uh, I, I believe it helps. And why wouldn't you want to be around greatness and champions? And, you know, I, I really believe all our success is tied together and it, it helps when, when other teams are doing well, not only uh, the Lakers and the Dodgers, but even other sports teams here. Uh, if women's basketball does good, it's good for us. It's, if softball does good, it's good for us. If, if volleyball is doing great, it's, go, it's good for us. So you, you want to be in an environment where, you know, everyone is taking care of business. I call that positive peer pressure. You know, you want to be in that environment. So, um, Without a question, it helps. Well, you, you alluded to there um, having men's basketball support uh, other teams in, in LMU's athletics program, whether it be women's basketball or softball, baseball, uh, what have you. That's something that's been always really uh, nice to see as, as a fan and a student is how much support there is between these athletic programs. Uh, do you guys have any plans as an athletic department as a whole or as a men's basketball program uh, to show support for the different teams in LMU's uh, athletic umbrella this season and, and seasons in the future? Yeah, well, we certainly want to do that. Uh, you know, this season, as we know, there's right now, no one knows if anybody can attend the game. But when we move forward, uh, we certainly want to be um, supporters of all the other programs uh, here at LMU. And we want them to know we've got their back and what they're doing uh, is important to us. And the way to show that is to, to be present. So uh, we want to be present and we want to support our colleagues and our friends and certainly other teams here. Well, you mentioned uh, game attendance and, and that's still kind of something that's up in the air, but hopefully uh, we'll have an answer on that before too, too long here. But I want to use that as a segue to start talking about the season. Uh, you guys are just a, just a little over 20 days away from tip off. Uh, I think 22 days, if my, if my math is correct. Uh, what are you guys doing to maximize the short amount of time that you have left before that first tip off? Well, we're, I mean, trying to get better every day, you know, and I, I told our guys a couple of days ago, can't have any wasted days. I mean, the days are short and they're flying by and before you know it, the ball's going to be in the air. So we can't have any, any days where we walk 
away and feel like we we didn't get better. Um, that's the most important thing. So it's making sure we're um, taking advantage of our practice times, making sure that when we're there, uh, we're we're very intentional about what we're doing. We're locked into what we're doing, and there's a certain amount of focus and urgency in what we're doing. Um, that's important. And as long as we we're doing that, and then you know, like I said, the rest will take care of itself. But that's it. All starts with making sure that you know, and it starts with me. The things we're doing in practice, we're being intentional about how, the areas we need to get better in. And then our guys are carrying that through and focusing in on that. And we're doing it with the right amount of competitiveness and spirit and intelligence. So that's that's the key right now. What can you do as a head coach, as the leader of this program, to ensure that no days are wasted or no days are, are kind of looked back on as, as bad practice sessions? What can you do to, to make sure that every every minute, every hour, every day, a session on the court uh, turns out as a success? Well, the first thing, you got to prepare well. And you got to plan and you got to be organized. And, um, you know, you have only X amount of hours in the day. So, again, how effective are you? How intentional are you? Uh, about the things that you certainly want to get better at. When you look at the practice plan, are you just doing drills to do drills or are you doing things that uh, are really, really needed? And um, so it starts with me and then the energy that I bring every day and the urgency that I bring. Uh, I can't have any bad days. And I've, I've told these guys, yeah, I can't have a bad day. Our point guards can't have bad days. Those are the two, the two people that can have bad days. And the third is our best player. You know, we're not allowed to. And and if those three entities are doing what they're supposed to be doing, everybody will follow. So I've got to make sure all those things are in alignment and, uh, you know, guys are getting the job done. Well, you guys, like many teams in the country, are diving straight into your first official matchup of the season uh, with no scrimmages or exhibition matches uh, to, to be played before then. And in your most recent new standard letter, you say that Saturday practices will now be treated like game situations. Can you walk us through a little bit more what those Saturdays will look, look like? What type of things are you guys doing to simulate uh, an in-game environment and the feel and, and, like I said, the environment of an actual game? Yeah, it's not even just what goes on in a game. It's how you prepare for a game. It's mm -hmm. it's how you come over here to Gerston. It's how you, uh, what's your uh, routine as a player? You know, uh, are you, you know, are, how early are you getting here um, to prepare for a game? When you get here, what does that look like? You know, from a team standpoint, you know, what does our warm-up routine look like? How do we lead it? How do we talk? What does our stretching routine look like? Where do we sit? Um, you know, when we come to the huddles, what do our huddles look like at the free throw line? Uh, you know, all those things, you know, how do we communicate with the bench um, when the game is going on? You know, all those things. So those are all the things that we're trying to work on and, and, and use. So again, when we get to the game, although you can't really always simulate a game, it'll be as close to it as we can. Have you guys been able to simulate one of those game situations, uh, for instance, this, this past weekend on Saturday? Were you able to, to do that? Yeah, so Saturdays are, we're, we're playing. They're scrimmages. So that's, you know, that they're, they're games. We're not doing drills. We're not practicing. We're, we're, we're playing. And then we, we evaluate the games and, you know, we move on. But um, that's been 
what I'm talking about in terms of game days. Those are game days and how we get ready, how we prepare, how we handle it. Um, you know, those are what those Saturdays are for. Within one central team, how do you go about dividing two separate teams uh, for these scrimmages? Well, I, you know, you divide them and then you, during the scrimmages, we don't keep, um, keep both teams the same. You know, you try to get different rotations in there and get different combinations of who you want to see. So it's not, okay, blue, white, and that's it. It's blue, white, and then we, we start rotating guys so we make sure everybody's getting a chance to play with who they need to play with and we're getting the right lineups that we want out there and we're seeing different, um, you know, different groups of people together. Was it nice for you and the guys to get back out there in kind of a, I say in big air quotes, normal game situation? Yeah, you know what? We've done it the last two Saturdays. So this Saturday was not the first time. But, you know, I think guys like to play, right? And it's always nice to come to practice when you know you're just going to hoop. So that, that's been good. It's been good to see some growth, you know, within our team. Um, you know, but we, we have a long way to go. You know, playing a game like that, playing against each other, uh, it does allow you to, to see who's who in a different setting. Have there been any surprises, whether it be individual or, or team-based, uh, that, that have come through in the last couple Saturdays? Not really. You know, not, not a whole lot of surprises. You know, I think our guys are collectively trying to get better. Uh, I love how we share the ball. Uh, I don't think we have unselfish players. Uh, or excuse me, selfish players. I, I think our guys are very unselfish. And, um, you know, so that's fun. That's a good start. Um, but I've, I've, been, I've been pleased with our progression. Are you guys going out there in, in full kit, full jerseys with, with all the Adidas gear? Uh, are you guys really diving into to what the team will look like as well on, on the court? Well, I mean, we wear our practice jerseys. So we're not wearing game jerseys. We wear our practice jerseys just like we do in a normal normal practice. As a fan, I have to ask, uh, when the Lions do step onto the court for the first time this season officially, uh, will they look any different? What, what will the team kit be like uh, this season, if you can tell us anything about it? Well, I can't share that. It wouldn't be any fun, right? So you'll just have to tune in and see. Uh, I certainly will. So uh, I want to get a little more individual here and, and speak about Eli Scott. Last week, you went live on social media with, with Eli just for a little bit, and uh, I want to talk about him for a moment. He's definitely emerged as uh, one of the stars of LMU basketball, without a doubt. He managed the first triple-double in program history, averaged 15.5 points per game in his junior season last season, uh, and recently he got a nod from the WCC. He was named to the all-WCC preseason team, uh, and he was the lone lion on that 10-man roster. Uh, what do you hope Scott is going to bring to the program this year as a player and a leader? Well, you just said it. I hope he brings leadership, and that's what we need from him. And the kind of leadership we need is an everyday guy, a guy that gives us an edge in how we play and how we compete, you know, a guy who um, competes on both ends of the floor and takes pride in it, um, and a guy that can dominate the games in more ways than one. Uh, the thing I love about Eli is, you know, he really makes the game easier for a lot of guys offensively. Uh, my challenge to him is he's got to be a better rebounder defensively and offensively. And he's got to take greater pride uh, in being a, a really good defender, which he can. If he will do that, it'll change the whole look of our team. But it, it all starts with his leadership and him leading the way and him setting the tone and him giving us an edge and toughness um, that is needed to win in this league. 
Well, he's not the only senior on the team as well. You have Eli Scott, Parker Dorch, and redshirt senior Matthias Markison, uh, all guys with a ton of experience and knowledge and guys who have gotten a lot of minutes on the floor. You've spoken before about the importance of developing leaders in this program, and, and you talked about the importance of having Scott as a leader, uh, but how much will the senior class play a role in that as well? Will they will they act as coaches on the court? Have the younger guys looked up to them a lot as, as you've been through practices and scrimmages? Well, I, I hope they do that i can't tell you what necessarily they're going to do um but that's that's something we we harp on all the time and it's something i'm demanding of them and if they don't do that then we're not going to have the year that we're capable of having and they personally will not have the year they're capable of having um but leadership doesn't only begin with being old you know and i've told them you know our team has to have courage and courage is not always as a senior upperclassman picking on um, the the underclassmen, and it's 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 challenging each other. It's seniors challenging seniors, juniors challenging seniors, seniors challenging juniors. It's also the upperclassmen or the underclassmen challenging the upperclassmen. Leadership knows no age, and I want guys that want to lead, and that will emerge. But you've got to want it. And it, they can come from anywhere. It doesn't have to be the, the seniors. Have there been any underclassmen, you know, freshmen, sophomores, juniors that have started to emerge as as leaders on this team? I think there are guys that are trying. Um, are they there? There are they there yet? No, um, but but we have guys trying to figure that out. Do you think that'll kind of iron itself out as as the season progresses and they get a chance to actually be in some real game scenarios and uh, flex what they've learned in practice? And as you said uh, in a previous conversation, you know, even in tough situations, they can sink to the level of their training and still go out there and perform what they need to do. Yeah, I I do think time will generate some of that, um, you know, whether it's in game or just more time together and uh, understanding, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. I mean, that's leadership being a leader is lonely and sometimes you may not be liked all that much and it's it's getting to a place especially as a young guy to understand hey i'd rather be respected and i'd rather win than be liked and and hopefully when we win and i'm respected being liked will come but for young people right now that's hard for them but that's what leadership requires well, speaking of leaders and standout players, you guys started a, a little bit of a new Lions tradition recently, the uh, the Lion of the Week. Uh, and I want to hear from you just a little more about this award, uh, where it came from, and, and where you think it's going with the team. Well, it's it's the belt is created to emphasize and reiterate um, the type of basketball character that we want to have in our program. And on that belt, selfless, relentless, connected, uh, our core principles. But, you know, it's it's the culture piece. It's, it's, it's diving on the floor for loose balls. It's taking charges. It's going verticality. It's getting a screen assist. It's getting a hockey assist. It's, you know, a, a paint touch. There's so many things um, that represent the way we want to play. And it's my hope that guys will take pride in it. Guys will fight and compete for the belt every week. And in doing so, it'll make us better. Uh, but that belt represents what a champion looks like, what being a lion looks like, what a lion plays like, and, and doing that every single day of the week. So I, I hope it'll be a, a great tradition and one that'll be around for a long time here. 
Well, it's exciting to see. I mean, it's a big, impressive, imposing kind of WWE-style championship belt, so I'm sure the guys are are equally excited to compete for it. And, and from the videos I saw on social media, you know, they were all hyped up about it. Uh, Ivan Alipiev uh, won the first week. Can you speak a little bit more about what he did to, to earn that title for this week? Well, you know, some of the things I just mentioned, but, you know, he, he did a great job of, of really rebounding the ball, led us in, in rebounding for the week, um, took some charges um, in the scrimmage. I think he had four assists to one turnover. Uh, so there was, you know, he those categories that I, I mentioned, he, you know, he led us and it was close call. Eli was and, and Kelly were, were nipping at his heels uh, for the belt, but, you know, I, I think I hope it's another way to get our guys a little more competitive. And, um, you know, I think it'll be a good thing. But uh, I was happy for Yvonne. The cool thing about it, his teammates are really happy for him. And that's a good sign. Yeah, you mentioned in the beginning of, of our conversation today, and you've mentioned in the past, the importance of, of teamwork and, you know, connectivity. These guys are really acting as a unit, as a whole program. And it was really neat to see on social media everyone getting so excited uh, for Yvonne as, as he won the belt. But you said Kelly and, and uh, Eli really nipping at his heels there. Uh, has it started to kind of grow the sense of competition within the team? And do you think that could potentially, you know, manifest as something unhealthy? Or is this just a, a group of guys that's out there trying to, to, to help each other succeed? No, healthy. This is healthy competition. We we want that. We don't want we don't shy away from that um, because it, it's the kind of competition that's not about you. It's about us getting better. Um, so um, our guys getting a little more competitive. Yes, are we where we're supposed to be? No, uh, but they're trying. Will this be a tradition that's carried over into the actual season as well? Yeah. So we just started. So that was our first week. And, um, it'll go uh, every week for the rest of the season. Wow, I'm excited to to keep tabs on it and uh, see who who continues to get the belt. And we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, moving into to talking about the season, uh, you guys will have your first conference game at home in Gersten against USF, a team that you guys nearly took down uh, during that special Hank Gather celebration last season. Will this game be something that the team's approaching with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, uh, or you know, is this something you guys are going into with a clean slate with a fresh outlook? I'll be honest, Jonathan. We, I mean, we have so many games to play before San Francisco that that's not even on our radar. Um, right now, the, the the number one thing is getting better tomorrow in practice, getting better every day, and then it'll be the first opponent we play, and we'll just work that way. Again, that's part of the process. Uh, I didn't even know that's who we opened up with at home, and I can assure you, our guys don't know that either. So that that's not important. The most important thing right now is us and taking care of us. And all those things, the games that are coming in conference will take care of itself. But we haven't given that one ounce of thought. Is there anything special you guys are doing to prepare for those non-conference games that will show up on the season first? No, I mean, we're just practicing and, and getting better. And that's a cool thing. You don't have to do anything special. You just need to be good every day. And, and that's, we want to be consistent every day, every single practice, every single play, uh, and give our best. And if we give our best, we'll live with whatever comes. But it's not about having to be special. It's about having to be consistent. Um, so that's, that's what we're trying to drive home. 
in that vein of, of consistency and, and keeping consistency in practice and, and preparation, uh, will you guys change your, your style of play or style of practice based on who's next up on the schedule, or uh, will it be consistent focuses on the same things and areas of improvement for the team? No, we don't change what we do based on who we're playing. We have a style and we have a system, and sometimes you tweak things a little bit here and there, but you don't change your style of play because of who you're going to play. That's that's not how we want to be. We we want to become somebody. When you play LMU, you know what you're getting, uh, and you know how they play, and so that's going to be who we are. Well, again, as a fan, I'm very excited to see you guys step out on the court for the first time. A fresh team kit, a fresh outlook, a new head coach, a new program. Uh, and coach, before we we let you go here, I just want to give our listeners a little teaser uh, for what's to come. Obviously, we have to speak a little bit about the November 11th signing day. Is there anything you can tell the Lions faithful, our listeners, uh, going into signing day, or uh, are they just going to have to wait and see? Well, there's you know we can't speak about any any anybody that has committed to us. It's going to be a good day. Uh, it represents the future of our program where we're headed. So we're excited and can't wait where we can officially talk about it. All right. Well, we really appreciate it, Coach. Thank you again for joining us. And, and just a little reminder to everyone out there, if you want to stay up to date with everything LMU basketball, you can follow the Lions at LMU Lions MBB on Instagram and Twitter. Get your inside look at what's going on behind the scenes. And, of course, tune in here to All Access with head coach Stan Johnson. Coach, thanks again for your time this week. I look forward to doing it again next Tuesday. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. Lions, thank you for joining us for All Access with LMU Lions head coach Stan Johnson. Join us next week as head coach Stan Johnson continues to take you behind the scenes with the men's basketball program. Coach, thanks so much and enjoy your week. Thanks, you too.